Welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we help small businesses become big businesses. This is Lorraine Ball, and along with Allison Carter from Roundpeg, Morning, Allison. Yes, Allison. Oh. For those of you that, that that are not here in the studio with us, you missed the fact that Allison was waving at you. Um, that's probably as effective. Allison is nodding at the audience. It's been one of those days. <laughs> it has definitely been one of those mornings, but we're looking to turn it around. We've got a fabulous guest this morning. Um, my friend Serena Kelly is with us. Good morning, Serena. Good morning, Lorraine and Allison. Good morning, Serena. And Serena owns a company called Relevate. Serena, why don't you tell folks a little bit about what your company is all about, and then we'll launch into today's conversation. Sounds great. All right. Well, uh, my company is a relationship marketing company, and what that means to me is that we see a lot of businesses that struggle keeping themselves in front of their current clients or their database. And what we do is we help manage that and make sure that we're getting those consistent touches happening. If it's through e-newsletter, social media, lost startup thank you card, whatever it can be to get have a systematic way to keep in contact with your database and build that relationship. So let's, you know, let's kind of talk, let's start there with this idea of um, relationship marketing and staying in touch with your clients. Why is that so important um, for business owners? I mean, and let me use, you know, because uh, I think a lot of people think about, well, I, I'm in a more of a transactional business. Why is that relationship business retaining people so important? Well, it's first of all, it's very cost effective for businesses to keep in contact with their database, with their with the people that they're already doing business with, um, because if someone already knows you, and they've already bought something from you, they probably like you and they trust you, and it's so much easier to get another sale from them or to get a referral from them. I mean, we live in a time now that it takes. Um, Everything I see says it takes seven to sixteen touches before a prospect becomes a client, and once you get a client, it's so much easier to sell to them or have them become a raving fan to then let their friends and their family know that you're out there and that you, they love doing business with you. And a referral is so much easier. That word of mouth referral is so much easier to sell to than that brand new customer that you found. You know, that is so true. Um, I uh, I do a lot of work in the heating and air conditioning industry, and talking to the contractors about their closing rate, and if the phone call starts with, I found your name in the yellow pages versus my next-door neighbor told me to call, their closing rate is going to be so much higher from that qualified referral. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, an HVAC is a perfect example of what I, I tell a lot of people about the 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 type of companies that, like, let's take an HVAC that is proactive, the ones that you're working with that are keeping in contact with people, instead of waiting for that reaction, you know, that their AC broke, and then they're like, okay, hopefully that person left a sticker or something, and who do I call? Where if someone's consistently keeping in contact with them, then when they do have you know, 
happen. They know exactly who they worked with last time. They like them, and they're going to – and just the fact that they're keeping in contact with them makes it – that builds that relationship and builds that trust that these guys are good. They're going to help me out again. They helped me out last time. And it's it's just so much easier. It certainly is. And, you know, there are a lot of different types of follow-up touches that you can do. Um, and I think different ones are better fit for different industries. What are some of the touches that you've used um, with different types of clients that you think have been particularly effective? Um, well, I mean, I... I come from the way of thought is be consistent. Consistency gives you credibility. So when I work with my clients, I'm like, okay, whatever you figure is going to be the best way to keep in contact with your clients, let's make sure we're consistent about it. I'll use my company as an example. Um, whenever I'm out, let's let's talk about business networking. You're out there uh, meeting people, and you you meet them at a networking event, and you get their card. And remember, we're talking about that six, seven to 16 touches, which is, is a lot. I mean, people usually freak out when I tell them that they have to have seven to 16 touches. But you get that business card, that's that first touch. You do that follow-up email to them to say, hey, um, it was very nice meeting you. And then you find them on social media. And, you do, and, you, and something I found out is don't do it all at once. You know how sometimes you get that person, uh, you meet them at a networking event, and your email is filled at that point with uh, a request for LinkedIn, a uh, friend request on Facebook. Hey, they're now following you on Twitter. Um, all at once, I'm going to tell people to spread it out, you know, maybe over a week, uh, and get those touches going. If I'm thinking about my clients in particular, I say do an e-newsletter. If you have the email addresses, it's a cost-effective way to keep in contact with them um, where you can get a hold of everyone. Find them on social media and start interacting with them. And I'm a huge proponent of thank you cards. Anything that you can send in the mail to them that is personalized I think is a huge advantage for companies nowadays. You know, it was interesting. There was just an article I saw today on social media today talking about this very topic um, that particularly in today's digital age, people think that um, everything online, everything online, but that it is so rare that you get a printed, uh, a handwritten thank you note that that really breaks through and gets noticed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I another example of myself, like my birthday last year. You know, on Facebook nowadays, we can find out when everyone's birthday is. So it's it's cool. You know, it's good for our narcissism to get that 200-plus uh, birthday greetings on Facebook, you know, happy birthday, Serena, things like that. And I love it, but do I remember the 200-plus people that said happy birthday to me or remember the ones that didn't say it? But what I do remember are the five cards I got in the mail and who sent them to me. You know, it's um, it, it's taking that it, it's taking that extra step. Um, I also I, I think it's kind of an interesting mix of um, going back to something you said about timing. When I first first started my business, um, if I would go to a networking event, I literally that was the first thing I did when I walked back in the door was I handed 
um, early on, I did it myself, and very quickly I found that that was a task, whether it was my intern, my son, um, eventually I brought Rebecca in, I would hand the business cards that I collected to her, and I put them in two piles. The Everybody gets a nice-to-meet-you note. These people get that extra touch. And um, But the trick was I always got that first note out very quickly, but then separated people into two piles, and there was that smaller group of people. I really wanted to have that longer conversation, and I would map out. I'm going to call them. Uh, maybe there was something on their business card and kind of follow up and see if I couldn't create that more ongoing um, uh, ongoing um, relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, well, what I was going to say to piggyback on that is uh, definitely. I mean, like when you go to those networking events or you meet people wherever it is and you have a, a good sense of the ones that are probably more of either a prospect for you in your business or they're uh, maybe a good strategic partner and may be able to help you get to where you need to be and who you need to be in front of. And then there's the group that I call fluff. You know, the the people that probably you'll never do business with, but I always say fluff no people, and you never know who they might know. So you want to make sure that you do have something that you are keeping in contact with them consistently. And that's where a good e-newsletter is for, I think. You know, at least you're keeping in contact with them once a month. Absolutely, and you can, you can definitely kind of uh, send them information that they can forward to someone else. Just a quick reminder, if you've got a question for Serena, you can call in at 805-285-9865. Be sure that when you call in, if you have a question, please push the one key so that we know that you're waiting versus just listening to the call. Um, Serena, uh, let's stay on this topic of email newsletters for a minute. Um, how often is too often? How long? How much information do you find works for you? Uh, well, great question, and I get asked this by every single client of mine. And I think it depends on the industry that you're in, um, the business that you have. I know for myself, I tell my clients uh, once a month is a good a good thing to start with because most of the time what I find is they want to cram tons of information too. So they really need to, if they're going to do more than once a month, let's make it like an e-postcard. Quick and easy. You can put uh, maybe a, a couple paragraphs in there of information that makes it very easy for them to read. Um, I say short and sweet. You have to go, if you have to do like a extra mouse scroll, um, you probably have made it too long. So put some links in there and get it back to your website. And I think that's the other thing is, is kind of creating that continuity and touching them in, in different ways. Um, one of the things that uh, we get asked, you know, when we start talking about this whole strategy of moving people sort of through the sales funnel from Mm -hmm. uh, from stranger to fan is 
if people could only commit to one touch regularly, if, if you were going to do one thing consistently, because that's what you said earlier, that it, it is consistency. So if you only had time or budget for one thing, what do you find works best? Again, I would probably tell them an e-newsletter. Uh, it's just a cost-effective way to get the information out there to a bigger crowd of people. Um, but I would warn them that do not make it salesy. You really want to um, – the key here is to educate people and to become uh, just that, you know, that person that is, you know, someone that they can depend on for good information. Uh, so make sure your content is, is good. Um, you know, I, I just, I cringe. I mean, thinking, coming from a way of being relationship marketing, I cringe if anything is salesy. Uh, I'm on the whole other extreme of that. Uh, mm -hmm. So anything flashy and salesy, yeah, I just hate it. Um, you want to be like a trusted advisor, you know, that they know that when it's something from you, that it's, you're not trying to sell to them. You're, you know, yes, that is our definite, um, being in business, you want to have clients, but I want clients that know that can trust me and that I am steering them in the right direction. And I think a great e-newsletter is a great beginning to that. You know, we had, um, was it just last week, we had Jim Coda on as a guest. And Jim, his company distributes more than 5 million emails a month for their clients. And oh, wow. a couple of, yeah, the, you know, the number is just staggering. And some things that he said that I thought were particularly relevant um, to this conversation is, you know, number one, permission-based. You know, just because mm -hmm. I met you at a networking event and I handed you my card does not mean I signed up for your email newsletter. Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of business owners rush to put everybody on their email list and I, I think that sometimes they don't realize they actually are turning people off. Because right. I really, I might have referred you if somebody asked me about, uh, you know, I have your business card about snow removal. But I don't really want your mm -hmm. snow removal newsletter cluttering up my inbox. And I I, um, I, I think that uh, there's, there's a fine line that, that you have to walk on some of that. Yeah, and and that's one of the ways that we deal with it at Relevate is I tell people you, know, you can email to. I mean, the whole thing with the can spam laws, um, mm -hmm. it's it is it's it's this fine line. I mean, what does permission based marketing mean? Um, you know, and everyone, you know, you get this one side that says, well, just put everyone in there, and you, and then there's other people that say, well, they didn't give me permission. One thing that I think, and I tell my clients this, is when you meet someone and you do that first touch email, that's when you stay in your email. Um, you know, make it personalized. It's just to them. It's just to their email address. And I put in there, and I added this two, three years ago, and I've been amazed at the response, but I added two sentences to it and says, I'm going to be adding you to my database, which means you will receive my monthly e-newsletter. If when it appears, you do not find it educational or informative, please feel free to unsubscribe. And I that think, alone. I think, um, I, I, I think that certainly helps. Um, 
certain industries, we I, I think you have to kind of find the balance because I think sometimes people, I mean, if, if, if I got that first email and I was curious, I would wait for the email. I think it gives people the opportunity to say, you know what, don't put me on the list. And and I think right. that's that's a good way to to open that dialogue. Um, so, but let me talk a little bit more about the database because that's really what drives this whole program. And mm-hmm. you can't run a um, a good relationship marketing program if all you have is a stack of business cards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you keep the data straight. Well, I mean, it. I mean, what I when we're working with our clients, it's like what I said. You know, you've got, but then a lot of them. I mean, they're because relationship marketing, and most of my clients have a, a database of their clients per se, um, people that have worked with them. I mean, we we categorize it all. I mean, it's good to have a really good CRM system of some sort and make sure that you're categorizing it to where you know if you want to send out something just to your clients, then that's who that email is going to. If you want to send it out to everyone, then it's, uh, you have a way to be able to do that. If you want to exclude some people from it, you've got to have a good CRM system to make that work. Okay, so I'm going to tell you that um, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break just because we're talking about it because both Serena, uh, uh, Relevate, and Roundpeg are, are resellers for Address 2, and it is uh-huh. a, a terrific, simple-to-use CRM. Um, there are others out there. Uh, Salesforce.com is probably a little big for most um, small business owners, and um there's another one, uh, Sugar CRM. I mean, there are lots of them out there. Um, but when you made, when you looked at Address 2, what were some of the things that you, features that you were looking for that helped you figure out, yes, this is a good CRM for me? <laughs> one of the things that I absolutely love about Address 2, I mean, this is so simple, but it, for some reason, I don't know why Microsoft can't get it right is their mail merge i mean they have the simplest mail merge ever so if you wanted to do like any kind of mail merge with your clients to get that changed from just here's my list now i want to mail merge and i'm going to print it out on paper i'm going to print it on labels i'm going to do whatever i want with it it is done in a flash so for me, that was like one of the huge selling points because that was one of the projects that we work a lot with are doing uh, mailings for our clients. Um, other things is just the, the ease of having uh, a way to categorize it and pull it up so simple. Like some of the ones that are out there are more difficult and it takes, and they're so huge. I like the fact that it's a simple way that I can categorize and the fact that it's, I love Nick Carter, and I think he's amazing, and I want to support him in any way I can. But he mm-hmm. comes up with the fact that they come up with different ideas of how to make it better all the time, and I love that. You know, I um, uh, I have used a CRM tool in one form or another since I started the business. I started, I created my own database and access when I first started. I've used mm-hmm. apps, um, and for me, in every CRM tool, 
the ability to categorize is probably the most important. Um, because when it comes to marketing in general, I don't like that one size fits all. And I think that's a really important part of relationship marketing is being able to send appropriate messages, don't you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, do you have some examples? I mean, and, you know, without necessarily, you know, okay, this is my client, but examples of different customers in different industries where you've done. Um, either a, cam a relationship campaign that worked really well or um, just a, an industry that's really kind of had some success with a particular tool? Uh, with what do you mean by a particular tool? Uh, email or direct mail, thank you cards. Just uh, kind of a – and I'll give you one example of something we did So because I'm throwing that question at you a little out of left field. Um, we worked with an eye doctor, and we set up a drip campaign so that every month his patients got reminders on the day it was time to change their contact lenses. Okay. And then it, yeah. at, at their six months, they got a um, an email that said, hey, why don't you come in for, for a, 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 a new lenses, you know, for the days you don't wear um your contacts at nine months, maybe it was get some sunglasses. At 11 months, it was, hey, it's time to set that next appointment. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, and somewhere in there was, uh, it's time to reorder, you know, your next six months supply of contacts. So, stuff like that. Right. Do you have some other examples of, of some folks that you're doing some uh, sort of standard campaigns with? Well, um the one that comes to mind for me, I'm not sure if it would be the type of campaign that you're thinking of, but whenever I look at um, my clients and the people will say, well, you know what, if if I could pick one thing that's going to work for me, and I say, well, you know, all we're thinking about here, what we really focus on are the different touches, the different ways to keep in contact, and I don't know what your ROI will be on the newsletter per se because you're also connected with them on social media. You're also sending them cards and everything, so it's that top-of-mind awareness of it. But when I think about one of one of my success stories with uh, what we do for them is I have a feed-and-feed feed store. And I love the program that we work with them is, you know, they have newsletter that comes out every other month to their clients. Um, but also we do a thank you card for the first time when they get a first-time client in there, and they send me that list. We know from that list on a weekly basis who the new clients are based on having, uh, if there's an address with it. And then we do the handwritten thank you card for stopping into the store. We then look for them on social media to connect with them on social media, and we put them into the newsletter uh, campaign part of it. And then they are very active, which I think is very key on social media as well. We may help out and have good, useful information out there, but they let it be known what's happening in the store so it's a good combination back and forth where they're talking with their clients, we're putting good information out there, and those new customers are getting a consistent touch happen from the, from the get-go. Uh, and, again, it's about that thank you card for stopping in. I mean, how, how many people do that? So, uh, yeah. I, I, th I think you're right. I think it's that kind of immediacy and, and different touches through different mediums that help um, 
kind of close the circle and make and make that new customer feel special. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's whenever I think about uh, you know having when you think about relationship marketing. Um, I mean, I have a social work background, so I'm a little more touchy feely than you know the average person probably. Um, so the point to me is to develop casual ways to add value, stay visible to people, and make it so easy to do business with you. I mean, it's just really about I want to stay top of mind with people. They know that they get me, you know, for my business, and I want them to get to know my clients and more on that personal level too because it's all about that know, like, and trust for me. As, you know, I, uh, and and I think um, you know you you kind of hit it. It's it, you want to make people feel special. You want you want to stay in touch. But it also, I think, the other side of it is it has to be manageable. It can't be such an overwhelming task because it's not sustainable. When it's um, you know if it if it's multi steps and it's not kind of automatic, um, the minute you get busy, you're going to stop doing it. Exactly. Yes. Well, that's where we come in. <laughs> you and me, Lorraine. <laughs> you know what? Now is now's a terrific time because we're almost out of time, and I want to be sure that um, I give you a chance to do a little bit of a commercial. If people want to find you on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, your website, why don't you kind of run down all the different addresses and how to find you and keep up with you? Okay. All right. Well, we'll start with my uh, our email address. Um, you can contact me directly at serena at getrelevate.com, uh, S-E-R-I-N-A. And, of course, my website would be www.getrelevate.com. Um, on Facebook, you can find us on, you can find me personally, uh, Serena Kelly, uh, or Relevate for the company. And my Twitter is uh, Serena Kelly. Uh, as you can tell, I started business as myself for a while. It's kind of an interesting thing because, um, and uh, I'm actually talking about this at Blog Indiana next week, that whole am I Lorraine Ball or am I Rampeg? And because the business was Rampeg right from the beginning, um, mm-hmm. I have sort of opposite problem is as I'm trying to unbundle, there are some things that are very closely associated with me that I would like to transfer to the business that there isn't an easy way to unbundle it. Yeah. Well, your business is you. I mean, that's that's what I think is uh, so, I, I think it's so key. Like, people are like, well, I don't know if I want to do social media and let people see who I am. And I'm like, then don't be on social media. <laughs> Yeah, but you know the other side of it is is now that Roundpeg is a little bit bigger, um, mm-hmm. the Roundpeg Twitter account is also Allison, it's also Jenna. So you know, right. um, finding that place where you uh, sort of manage both. But um, one last thought as we're closing this out: if there was one more thing that people would remember about relationship marketing, what do you want them to have as the one takeaway from today's program? Uh, I would give a statistic. Uh, if if people would spend just a five percent more time with customer retention, the people they already know, they could 
me, I mean, this is what I've read over and over again, they would see an 80 to 125% return on their investment. I mean, their business would turn around. I mean, just 5% more time, money, and energy, and what a huge difference it would make. Um, I just see so many businesses go after that new client, and we we take for granted the people we already know, and I say take care of them. Absolutely, I think that is a. Um, I think that's a great, um, a great takeaway. Is that it doesn't take long to touch previous clients, and there's huge returns. Um, right. Thank you, Serena. This is this has been awesome. We've uh, covered a lot of ground on today's program, and I really, really appreciate um, you spending some time with us. If you have enjoyed today's program, if you'd like to learn more about marketing, networking, social media, be sure to check out our blog at www.roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.